Hi, and welcome back to the HSP Connection podcast with me, Philippa Robinson. And me, Robbie Lee. This is where we share our stories, insights, and strategies to help fellow highly sensitive people navigate their own path to living a fulfilling and meaningful life. We're on a mission to reclaim the word sensitive and help the world see the strength in sensitivity. Robbie, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the best careers for highly sensitive people. Yes. So, yeah. shall we start reading off a list? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to do a bit of role play then. I thought, yeah, <laughs> Robbie's on board. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, when you, it's funny because you and I, when we were both kind of talking about this topic, our first response was kind of like, what do we have to say about this? And then it was like, well, we can do anything. HSPs can do any job. I think we're both really clear on that. Yeah. And there are things that make certain jobs, certain careers um, more meaningful to us or better use our skill sets or are better for just the way that that our, that our systems are in the world. And so we're going to talk about some of those things. Yeah. And I, I and on the flip side of that, there are some jobs that are going to be and careers that are, are going to be more of a challenge just because of the nature of them. That's not to say HSPs are can't do them because, you know, like you said at the beginning, HSPs can pretty much do anything. Um, it's not our sensitivity in a way. I mean, I was going to say it's not our sensitivity that that decides whether we can or can't do something, but um we're going to come on to what we actually mean by that, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the first, like going with the premise, okay, we can do any job because hello, we're humans and we're, we come in all shapes and forms and interest level. And, um, but there are things about the environment of a job that could make it more, more or less suited for us. Yeah. So like when I think about, um, the environment I had as an HR professional, you know, there were the, there were parts of that that didn't work well for me. And part of that was the speed in which information came in and I needed to react to it. So, and the, and just the volume of it, it was, it was a lot all of the time. But there were things that I was able to do in my physical environment that helped me a lot. For example, I had a door so I could close my door and I could have private conversations with people. And instead of having fluorescent lights, I brought in my own lighting. So I had lighting that worked better for me. And I filled, I was fortunate to have an office and I filled my office with things that felt good for me. Mm. Right. So like literally creating that environment that feels good um, was a helpful thing for me. What about for you? What are some things that come to mind for you for like environment? Yeah, that sounds um, really lovely. The idea of you having your own office where you can shut the door and your own lighting and fill it full of lovely things. Um, yeah. I've never had um, an office like that. I mean, I have that here now at home. I don't work here every single day of the week, but um, I I think for me, as long as I can get enough of this work environment, I can also cope with other environments. And that's just my specific um, needs. But um, 
you know, we'll come on to it. We'll, we'll come on to like jobs that suit different sort of um, people who excel in different areas of the trait in a moment. But I used to, I was a lawyer for a long time and uh, I have nearly always shared an office with at least one other. I'm trying to think of all the jobs I've had. Um, I did. Uh, there was a couple. I, I had quite a few jobs as I moved around because I wasn't entirely happy. And I'm pretty sure one of the reasons I wasn't entirely happy was to do with the environment as well as the people, as well as the work. Um, but the environment did not help. Um, and a lot of the time I was sharing an office with at least one other until I moved into um firms because I always worked in big firms but as they moved into bigger offices they tended to go more open plan so I mm, I ended my practicing career working on a massive floor all open plan um nowhere not really there were breakout areas but no breakout offices you could go and shut yourself in um phones ringing Printers whirring all over the place, uh, strip lights, really noisy air conditioning, windows that didn't open, um, some people hot desked as well. So I didn't hot desk because I was there nearly all the time. But um, you weren't encouraged to have your personal possessions out. We all had these desks and then these roll down um, like cupboards things you know with a, a, a thing that you roll down at the end of the day and you had to put everything away in them from a confidentiality point of view so you weren't really allowed to have stuff out so they really discouraged you having nice things around I did have a little notice board I could pick, pick you know put a couple of pictures on but that was kind of it and then when I moved into risk and compliance in a law firm <laughs> I shared an office with three other people one of whom was pretty ranty um, pretty flew off the handle, not not at me, but I was working in that environment with somebody who just boiled and bubbled away quite a lot of the time and like just exploded when things went wrong. And on all manner of levels, that was very hard work, not least because it reminded me of my mother. As well as it being, you're never quite sure when when he when he was gonna, you know, explode again. So yeah, it was it was not conducive to a um a regulated nervous system and a lovely, calm working environment. Mm-hmm. I can so relate to that. Uh what you described was when I was working in learning and development, training and development, that was, I was part of a cube farm. Like everywhere mm-hmm. I went, it was just like, well, I'm one in a mass of cubicles. And it's so hard in that environment to regulate your nervous system. Like you're talking about, it's mm-hmm. very challenging. Yes. Um, my hope is that employers will start to get the message and start creating workspaces that work well for everyone mm-hmm. because they're, these open plans aren't great for the majority of people. Like they just aren't. It's not just even us. Like they're just not great for people. No. And yes, you know, you can wear headphones, I suppose, and cancel noise out. You can do, yep. you, there are things that you can do to help you if you have to be in that space. But like you say, hopefully employers will be getting messages. Oh, 
quicker than they seem to be doing and yeah. having you know spaces that you can break out into where you can shut doors where you can you know when I'd had enough I used to go and sit in the toilet and I used to put you know put the toilet lid down close the, lock the door and sit on the toilet and just like have a, a moment and they were the brilliant ones where the doors go from the ceiling all the way down to the oh. the, the floor and and you know because some Toilet we don't have, have that gaps, in the US, don't they? <laughs> Ours oh, all have gaps. Yeah. No, so these were like proper solid walls oh, all the way around amazing. with proper solid doors. So you you felt like you were switching. You felt like you were, um, you know, locking everybody out, which was great. But you were also locking yourself in this quite small space. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what I used to go in there, have a bit of a cry when it got a bit much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bit, it, 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 it's actually a bit sad talking about it really, because it wasn't a great way to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a lot of workers are in that predicament. Yeah. And, you know, I used to, I used to, I would pop outside sometimes and like, just, just like, I need some fresh air. I need to actually feel the real sun, <laughs> you know, not air conditioned air. And I, and I would take a quick walk, but it, I always felt like I was playing catch up with my nervous system. Like it was, I could n- never quite get what I needed in order to feel regulated. Yeah. It becomes just like a little sticking plaster that you can put on to get you through the day. Doesn't it really? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're lucky. Absolutely. Yeah. So environment does play a role. And, you know, we talked a lot about physical, but you also mentioned like your coworker, mm. right? So like being in that, like the stress that other humans produce, right? Whatever, like what you're having to listen to and what is the culture of this place? Like, is it one of conference, a lot of confrontation and that's seen as a good thing? Um, is the, is it like what I talked about? Is it really fast paced and, and high pressure and how does that work with your nervous system? For me, that didn't work well. That's not to say it doesn't work for other HSPs. You know, that's a me in my system thing. Um, but the point I want to make is look at the environment of the place that you're working and is it working with your nervous system or are there ways to to help it work with your with your nervous system, you know? Yeah. And I think understanding that, you you know if there are colleagues around you who are um very vocal or act out what is going on for them um but actually in fact as hsps even if they're not probably that vocal anyway we're going to be picking up on it you know our empathy um you know even just you know it, it you know i i all hsps um are capable of being empathetic um, uh, and are empathetic, really, without thinking. Uh, to varying degrees, we will take on other people's feelings. And I, I'm, I'm not one. I think we've had it we, in another episode. We've talked about that, and you do take on much more than I do. But that doesn't mean I don't take on anything. Right. So you know, I knew that this person was about to blow way before anybody else did in the room. I think. And with my background of a mother that used to be like that, I was, you know, on high alert yes. a lot. Yes. Um, and if he wasn't in the office, it was like, oh, great. But when's he coming in? And then you're like, oh, you know, you're waiting for the footsteps. You're still on alert. You're yeah. still on alert. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I certainly don't want this to be uh, all the negatives about 
being in work as HSPs. But, you know, our depth of processing, our tendency towards overwhelm, our empathy and our sensory, um, you know, perception and all of those are really going to mean that certainly from an environment, from a people at work point of view, we are going to be taking a lot in. No matter what we do. Absolutely right. So I think, and I, you know, I think we'll have another episode where we're talking to employers because I really would like to give them some tips if they want to hear it. But for the workers, you know, I think we're bringing this up kind of in a twofold way because one is to recognize like if you are having some struggles, again, it's not, it's not you, it's the system, it's the environment, like it's not set up to help you succeed. Um, so acknowledge that because that can be helpful for me. I kept thinking, what is wrong with me? Why can't I, I you know, it, it feels like a moral failing or like, I'm just like, oh, so recognizing like, hey, this environment isn't set up to help you do your best. So are there things you can put in place to help you? Um, can you maybe work from home in some uh in some employers now are allowing more of that after the pandemic. It's not in every job. Um, is this job really, this environment for this job, maybe not the best for you? Are there other options? You know, it's just things to think about. But the main thing I want people to take away is if your environment isn't supporting your nervous system, that's not a flaw of yours, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not broken. I used to think I was broken. Why couldn't I do it? I could do the yeah. job, but why, why was yeah. I finding it so hard? Yeah. Um, and you know, you're not broken. You're not, not as good as anybody else. In fact, you're probably really very good, but the yes. environment you're expected to work in does not enable you to work at your best. Yeah. But, um, and I, I love that, that that's really what you want the main takeaway to be Robbie, because I think a lot you and I have both felt that it's something wrong in us yep. before we knew what we needed. Yeah. So really, you know, as HSPs, can you work out in your environment what it is that's not working and can you advocate for change? within the realms of what is possible because they're not going to come and take the strip lights out just for you. They're just not. Um, for it, I you know, because we always talk about strip lights, don't we? Is there a way that you can either have them switched off um, over where your desk is? Can you move desks so that you are either not under the strip lights or those strip lights turn off? Or is there a way that you can minimize their effect and have your own lighting? I mean, all of those things might not be possible. And it might just be that you have to put up with that because that's sometimes how it is. And if you do, where else can you make changes so that you are at least limiting the, you know, assault on your nervous system? <laughs> um, if there's nothing you can do about the lights. You, you said earlier about, um, Robbie, going out for um, a little walk, just a bit of a breather. I wish I had known when I was sitting in the toilets crying and having a bit of a meltdown that I knew how much better I would feel if I'd gone outside and walked around the block. 
it seems so simple. Yeah. Because it is really, it is simple, but it's not always easy to do. A hundred percent. And I remember like in one place of work, like I, I, I was alone in doing that. And like, people were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going outside for a minute. And they're like, okay. You know, like it wasn't part of the culture. And that can feel, that can make it impossible mm-hmm. to do, right? It's just like, I don't want to be weird in one more way. <laughs> but I really wanted it. I really needed it. I kept doing it. And then other people joined me. They're like, oh, cool. We get, to, we, we could take walks when we need to here. That's what, and we, you know, so it is one of the things that we can do as HSPs because you and I say it a lot, like what's good for us is good for everyone. And we are the ones that maybe have the most impact from it or we notice it more, but really these environments aren't healthy for humans. And so as we can stand up and advocate for things that are that are good and do things for ourselves, that things that are healthier for us, it helps everyone around us, you know? And I don't want to pretend it's just like super easy to do all the time because it it can be very challenging. So I'm not trying to Pollyanna it for sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It can be super challenging. But I think also what you've touched on there is really, um, that's why HSPs are so great in the workplace because we are leaders. Yes. We are, and by that, I mean, we are leading the way. You know, by attending to our needs and getting as much as we can what we need, be it going outside for, you know, several little walks around the block, maybe, um, or around the car park or whatever, um, we we make that an okay thing to do. And other people will then follow because, like you say, it benefits everybody. And just changing the energy. You know, you will change your energy by going outside and and getting a little bit of, I don't know, just something different. I mean, ideally some green and clean air, but we can't, depends on where you work. That isn't always going to happen. But just just by shifting, by shifting yourself away from your desk and taking yourself outside, when you come back, your energy will have shifted. And people will will see that and will get that over time and will realise, oh, maybe that's going to work for me. So. It, it and I think we can feel we can feel guilty as well, or or some other emotion, um, shame maybe um, that we're putting you know being making ourselves more visible by doing these things that are different or asking for things that are different, um, and and really, I get that, I get that's not easy. It's simple but not easy. Um, <laughs> But it will make all the difference if you can garner the, you know, the confidence maybe, or just give it a go and see what happens. Hi, if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, have you thought about joining our HSP Connection community for more connection with other HSPs? Because really, us HSPs thrive in the community of others. Absolutely. And Philip and I have created this space on an online platform where we can connect with each other deeply. We're going to have these awesome conversations and we would love to get to know you over there in that space. We would. So if you're interested and want to join straight away, there's a link in the show notes. And if you'd like to have a chat with either of us beforehand, please reach out. Now back to the episode. So for those people who tuned in because they really wanted to hear about 
no, but what careers are really good for us? Yep. <laughs> we yep. do have some things for you. Right? We do. So we, when you and I were talking before, we we kind of talked about some categories of things. So there are ways that we are wired so that we, that make it that we tend to gravitate toward different things. So because of our empathy, all the caring professions, right? Yep. So you'll see us as doctors and teachers and nurses and life coaches and therapists, and I'm sure I'm missing other ones, but. You well, know, all sorts of therapists caring. and um, healers. Yes. All, all of. All Clergy of, as well. Exactly. Yep. All of those. Um, and because of our empathy and doing those roles that require that empathy, we really, really need to look after ourselves because, you know, compassion fatigue, burnout is so high among those um, careers, job, uh, you know, sector, sectors. You know, it really is paramount. You know, self-care has to come first because otherwise you're not going to be able to help anybody because you're not going to be in a good place. And we do not want that for you. We want you to be in a good place. So you can be bringing all your wonderful gifts. Yeah, 100%. Mm. So yeah, all the caring professions that all we've named a few, but there are so many more. Absolutely. Yeah. There's also, um, because our attention to detail is so great, there's a whole swath of things that fall into that lawyer, which is yep. one of the things that you do that falls into that. Yeah. it. I, it, it I'm, I, you know, I am sure that that is, you know, I was, still would be if I was still practicing, a good lawyer. I could, my attention to detail was really good. I could, knew if I changed something here that the change would need to be made here, here and here. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and keeping a whole project together, keeping a whole transaction together and uh, managing a, a, a team who were all working together. Um, I was good at that. And I am sure that that is because of my HSP um, skills, which really show up in the attention to detail, the connection, keeping everybody together and the big picture mm -hmm. thinking. So, mm -hmm. you know, anybody's working in any of the, you know, a, a, you know, it's a lawyer, an accountant, whatever professions, project work, mm -hmm. um, all of those things. Absolutely. You are good at that. I'm sure you are. And... <laughs> <laughs> um there's environment um as we've talked about because a lot of those jobs do tend to be in big office blocks um made for the masses um and dare i say there are a lot of other i'm going to say it, a lot of other egos to have to deal with mm. and that can be quite tricky and I'm not quite sure what I found the hardest to be honest um, the actual work was tough because of the volume of it but I think that would have been okay if it hadn't been for some of the other things yeah it makes sense yeah you know it makes a yeah. lot of sense yeah but attention to but, detail, like you say. I was going to say, if you're an HSP and you're like, I love accounting, totally makes sense. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, anything we get to use our attention detail software developer was another one that yeah. popped in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other kind of big category that came in our heads was cr- the creativity. So whole, I mean, that and that's a big bucket. So all of our artists, um, musicians, but also like sound engineers, right? So it's like musician, but then everything related to music around that as well are actors. And, but then also our directors, our costumers, like there's just the whole creativity is such a broad thing. Um, there's lots of ways to find a career there where our HSP skills really shine. Yeah. Yeah. And and also I think creativity comes into problem solving as well yes. and just how we craft our work life generally. So yes, yes working within creative fields, but also working creatively in a perhaps another sort of field because creativity is big for us and it and it yes. it shows up in all manner of places. Now I'm not particularly artistic. Um so I, I but I am quite creative with the way I think about things and think around things and problem solve. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, and that really like gets me fired up you know Ooh, how yeah. can we do this what can we do is there another way we can do this yeah um and that actually gets me quite fired up so um yeah you could tell it's just putting a smile on my face just talking about I it yeah I can yeah. yeah that is that is super fun I love yeah. that you know I think the main thing for those of us who are HSPs is tapping into something that is meaningful to us yeah. and that could that's going to be unique to each of us so it's really it's a broad thing but we tend to care that our work is making a difference somehow right that it's it matters to someone more than us that it is impacting other people and so it can be really important to look at like if if you're in if you're in a job right now and you're like I don't know how it's impacting it I I encourage you to to look, to look deeper at that because like this I, I'm not talking about the obvious ones doctor nurse maybe those are kind of you know easy to point at and go yeah you're saving lives and yeah. but also like the janitor who cleans the classroom so the kids have a really clean space to be in, the cafeteria workers who are creating healthy meals for the people who work there. Like, you know, you can attach, you can look deeper into it. Because, I mean, I really believe all jobs are meaningful. We find the meaning in there. Mm-hmm. now. It can be helpful too to find it if you can find a job that aligns with your own values, right? The things that really do matter to you and find that. But we yeah. don't all have to be, you know, president of the world to be making an impact. Like we can have a job title that seems small and make a huge impact in the people that we, you know, connect with on a daily basis. I totally agree with you. Um, and sometimes 
some of us end up doing jobs just to earn some money. And yeah. that is also okay too. But I think yes. what you might then need is to be feeling like you're making an impact or doing something that is in alignment with who you are and what you what is important to you outside work. So, yes. you know, it might just be literally that work is totally is manageable somehow you find a job that is manageable for you that yep. earns you money to then make that impact somewhere else so 100%. um so in a way i suppose really a career that doesn't lead you to burnout and enables you to earn enough money to pay your bills so you feel safe when your nervous system isn't shot to pieces, actually is a good career because it hopefully it gives you time left over where you are in a good space and you can do what lights you up. Yes. That's my favorite thing that we've said so far. Actually. I love that. <laughs> yes. So, yes. You know, it can work in all manner of ways, can't it? And I think that's coming back to where we started that really we can do anything because like you say, hello, we're human beings. Mm -hmm. um, and there is no reason why we can't do any job that anybody else can. And how can we make it work? And if yep. we can't make it work, maybe it's time to look for something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's your life's too short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I really love what you said about, you know, work can sometimes be just work like it is it is paying the bills. And so if you can find a thing that minimizes the toll on your nervous system, right, if you can then then you've paid your bills and now you can do what lights you up. Maybe it's a volunteer thing. Maybe you're putting your art in the world. You know, maybe you have a side hustle. Yes business and you're yes. you know online making video like who like it's just the world is open maybe you're painting in your room by yourself because it brings you joy like whatever it is but we we want more of you in the world I think like it's something really important to us that we say all the time because yeah. the more that people put their true selves in the world the better world we have yeah yeah absolutely and whether that's at work or whether that's outside work, um, you know, you'll find the right way for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm still evolving all the time. You know, I've so actually um, maybe we find something that's right for now until the next sort of evolution comes along. Yeah. I love that. Mm, yeah. Something good for now. Yeah. Something good for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully we've given the listeners the something to th to think about, to chew mm -hmm. on. Yep. And, you know, if you'd love to continue the conversation, we would love to continue it with you in our community. Yeah, we absolutely would. Yeah. So if you want to know any details about our community, get in touch with us. Um, how to contact us, you will find ways, in, um, ways to contact us in the show notes. And um, yeah, come and ask us all about the community. And um, yeah, I think 
Is that is that it for now? I think I think that's it for now. Yeah. I agree. And I love your idea of coming of doing another um episode talking to employers. Yeah. I, I think we have some things that some 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 simple things they can do and some things that would take an investment. But the payoff is they'd get more from their employ employers, yeah. you know, which is yeah, really so. what they're always wanting. <laughs> so yeah. well, yes. And it benefits um, them. Yeah, hopefully without them burning out in the in the in the meantime. And exactly you know, right. this is your HR experience really coming into the fore here. So right, well, let's say that's what we're gonna do. Um it might not be exactly the next episode because we are interspersing our guest episodes, but yeah. we will definitely come back and talk about some things that employers can um think about and actually you know if you know you are an hsp and you want you you know you would like your uh, your uh, employer to make some you know adjustments for you then you know i don't know it depends on what we say and whether it resonates with you you could show that episode or you know get your boss to listen to it so um let's yeah. see we'll commit to doing that i think uh we will we are committing to do that aren't we we're doing it we're doing okay it. we're doing it um but for now that's it for this episode it's bye from me and it's bye from me thanks for listening to hsb connection if you've enjoyed listening we'd love you to hit the follow or subscribe button as this helps other people find us and it also means you won't miss an episode also we'd really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast and share it with anyone you think might be interested if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave us a review. To get in touch with us, you can email us at hspconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you with your thoughts and comments on the episodes, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. We are both HSP coaches and speakers. And to find out more about Robbie, go to robbieleigh.com. And to find out more about Philippa, go to boldhsp.com. See you next time.